Hello, this is Yarrow Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the first day of April in this, the year of our Lord, 2022. I will be talking about Hunter Biden's missing laptop, its contents, which now the FBI says it has no idea where it is. And I'll be asking the question, why is it important? Why does Hunter's laptop matter? Is it a major global issue? And if so, why? It would be tempting to start this April Fool's Day story with a line like this. Hunter Biden, disgraced son of President Joe Biden, while in a crack-induced hangover state, took his laptop computer to a repair shop somewhere in Delaware. Then, forgot or decided not to pick it up, the owner of the shop, after attempts to contact Hunter, looked at what was on the laptop, and one look was enough for him. He took the computer to the FBI, which organization now says it has no idea where the computer is. The jokes just write themselves, folks. But the problem with that storyline is the word disgraced, disgraced son of the president. Can Hunter Biden really be disgraced when you have done what his own computer reveals him to have done and you feel no shame about it? No shame at all with all of it being made public for the whole world to see, friends and enemies alike. You're not embarrassed by it. Is it even possible to use the word disgrace? Does it even apply? I'm going to refer to this story as the laptop scandal because that word seems to fit. It has resurfaced after 18 months. The scandal of this story, the scandal, is that there was no scandal. The laptop story was labeled as Russian disinformation. Then Hunter's computer vanished along with his mysterious business deals in Ukraine and communist China. The scandal reemerged thanks to our friends at the New York Times, who after 18 months of lying about Russian disinformation, finally admitted, well, yes, um, the information contained on the laptop is real and the laptop itself is authentic. Now that Joe Biden is president, the Times feels safe, I suppose, in finally telling the truth, which might possibly have swung the election if Biden's owned media had not seen fit to run interference for him. The contents of the laptop are of the most vital importance to America and to Western civilization itself. But the scandal is the fact that the scandal was hidden, buried, because nothing, especially the truth, could be allowed to stand in the way of Joe Biden's election. Even now, the contents of the laptop are off-limits to ordinary people like us, but some news services have read all 1,300 pages of content and have reported on them. Vladimir Putin, of course, has the content. Russia held a news conference on the 24th of March to publicly discuss part of it. The New York Post, which first broke the story of the laptop in October 2020, was widely denounced by the Times, I assume, for failing to follow their assigned script. Finally, after 18 months of hiding and lying, the Times reports that, quote, emails contained by the New York Times, obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appears to have come from a laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop, quote, these emails are authentic, end quote. The Times reported on this scandal originally as a politically motivated dirty tricks campaign. And, of course, it was, just not the way the Times meant. I asked the question earlier whether Hunter was capable of being disgraced. Now I ask the same question of the Times. 
I wonder if that organization is capable of shame at their public disgrace. No, no, the nation's paper of record, the world's once greatest newspaper with all the news that's fit to print right on its masthead, continues its Democrat Party propaganda to this day. Recall the day when this scandal broke in honest papers like the New York Post. Donald Trump and Joe Biden were fighting it out in an election too close to call. The New York Times and its associated media vassals were not about to let a laptop decide the election, so they quashed the story, continued to lie about it for 18 months. Various social media sites like Twitter even canceled people's accounts, erased all mention of the scandal. They were so Machiavellian, so into any means necessary, including lying and cheating their way to an election because Orange Man Bad would simply not comply with their new liberal world order, just as Vladimir Putin will not comply today. Speaking of Mr. Putin, in his news conference, he released information that proves with the authenticating assistance of the New York Times that the emails linking Hunter to the bioweapons labs in Ukraine are genuine. To my knowledge, the Daily Mail was the one and only news service to report on the press conference and to show us what the emails reveal about Hunter's role. Hunter, son of the President of the United States, helped secure millions of dollars for a Department of Defense contractor named Metabiota. The company specializes in research involving pandemic-causing diseases that could be used as bioweapons. The Daily Mail was able to obtain the emails and report on them, for which we should all be grateful. The U.S. government, of course, labels the claim a Brazen propaganda ploy to justify Putin's invasion and to sow discord in the U.S. Well, perhaps they do partially justify the invasion, but who are you going to believe, Joe Biden or your lying eyes? Hunter also introduced Metabiota to an allegedly corrupt Ukrainian gas firm named Burisma for a science project. That's what he called it, a science project involving high biosecurity-level labs in Ukraine. Hunter and his colleagues invested $500,000 in Metabiota through their investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners. They also raised several million dollars in funding from investment firms, including Goldman Sachs. So nothing to see here, folks. Just move along. Hunter, by a strange coincidence, sat on the board of Burisma, for which he received a salary of $50,000 a month. The commander of the Russian Nuclear, Biological, and Chemical Protection Forces claimed there was a, quote, scheme of interaction between U.S. government agencies and Ukrainian biological objects, end quote. He pointed to the financing of such activities by structures close to the current U.S. leadership, in particular, the investment fund Rosemont Seneca, which is headed by Hunter Biden, Meta Biata, is supposedly a medical data company, but its vice president, Email Hunter in 2014 describing, quote, how they could assert Ukraine's cultural and economic independence from Russia and continued integration into Western society, end quote. That's just a little bit unusual, isn't it, for a medical data company. These emails, once again, courtesy of Daily Mail, reproduced verbatim on their pages, reveal that Hunter had a prominent role in making sure Metabiota was able to conduct its pathogen research just a few hundred miles from the border with Russia, the project became a national security liability for Ukraine when Russian forces invaded. Metabiota is a very interesting firm, folks. It worked for Black & Vetch, a U.S. defense contractor, 
with deep ties to military intelligence agencies which built secure labs in Ukraine that analyzed killer diseases and bioweapons. Earlier in March, DOD officials, that's the Department of Defense folks, DOD officials warned Congress that, quote, Russian forces may be seeking to gain control of these biological research facilities, end quote, causing fear that deadly or engineered pathogens could fall into Russian hands all the time, even now, assuring the American people that these labs did not exist, of course. The DOD's position is that there's nothing wrong with this. It's just pandemic early warning research. Government spending records show that the DOD awarded $18.4 million contract to Medibiota between February 2014 and November 2016 with $307,091 earmarked for Ukraine research. BNV was awarded a further $85 million contract in 2012. Interestingly, Hunter's investment firm, Rosemont, Rosemont Seneca, to be exact, was founded by Hunter and John Kerry's stepson, Chris Hines, in 2009. Metabiota has close ties to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, suspected source of the COVID-19 pandemic. Wuhan was a hotspot for gain-of-function research that can be used to create super-strength viruses. Researchers from the Wuhan Institute, Metabiota, and Echo Health Alliance, another partner, published a study together in 2014 on infectious diseases from bats in China, which notes that the tests were performed at the Wuhan Institute. Well, now, what else was on Hunter's guilty laptop that the media chose to hide from us for all these years? Lots of videos, folks, lots of videos that show Hunter apparently smoking crack while having sex with a woman supposedly a prostitute, as well as many other videos and images of explicit sex. There is evidence of Hunter's sexual depravity that I will not go into, but you can check those for yourself if you're interested. Some of the most interesting things Hunter kept on his laptop were dozens of Defense Department encryption keys. Dozens. Why did he have Defense Department encryption keys? Why did he need them? How did he get them? No one at Defense or at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is saying the majority of the contents of the laptops are records of Hunter's international business ventures and financial records. Mixed in with all the records, all the sex videos, or lots of wire transfers. They appear to be mostly anonymous shell companies run out of lawyers' offices in other countries. No, all, no employees. Unclear paper trails. I'm not going to bore you with all the details of the wire transfers, but in my opinion, they're suspicious. Suspicious enough to involve serious FBI investigation. Hundreds of thousands of dollars traveling back and forth anonymously with no interest by any authorities. Does all this reflect on the president? Well, yes, it does. And also needs to be investigated. Joe Biden and the Obama State Department knew about this. They knew what Hunter was doing in Ukraine, China, and other places. Joe pretended that Hunter's financial success had nothing to do with their relationship. Just a decade-long coincidence, folks, of lucky breaks. His father, one of the most powerful men in the world, knew what was going on but did nothing to rein him in or even slow him down. Now, the Washington Post, freed, I suppose, by the New York Times, has decided to join in the pile. In its Wednesday, March 30th edition, the Post reported on, quote, inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with the Chinese energy company, end quote. The Post found evidence that Hunter and his uncle, the president's brother, 
received millions of dollars, but the Post could not or would not trace any of that money back to the president. The Post article constantly refers to the Biden family, but never to the president. In the fall of 2017, Hunter opened a new business in a swanky office in Georgetown, in a building that also houses the Swedish embassy. The business named, quote, the Biden Foundation and Hudson West, end quote, had keys made by email. He requested them by email for his father, Joe, his mother, Jill, his uncle, James, and a Chinese executive named Gong Wendong. He provided his father's cell phone as the number to contact for information. Recently, just recently, a Chinese Communist Party front company deposited $1 million into that company's account. As Real Clear Politics noted, a broken country buries a broken laptop. The president recently explained his speech in which he seemed to call for a coup against the president of Russia, referred to him as a butcher. The president explained that as moral outrage. Is Joe Biden capable of moral outrage? If so, under what standard of morality? Well, where is the moral outrage about the bioweapons labs funded at least in part by the president's son and the millions received from communist China? Where's the moral outrage about the years of lying and deceit, not to mention prosecuting the innocent for crimes that did not even happen? What does all this mean for our world today, especially the war in Ukraine, for one thing? The laptop and the media's treatment of the scandal reveals the hypocrisy of everything the U.S. says about everything, including the war. The war in Ukraine is in part the manifestation of a global conflict between two competing world powers, two competing worldviews. It's a defining moment in world history. Will the U.S. lose its status as lone superpower? Will the Great Reset take hold and turn the world into a giant intellectual prison? If you accept the new liberal world order, you are acceptable. But if you don't, you will be cast out and demonized. No borders, no walls, no USA at all. This is the rallying cry of those who seek our destruction, and yet they keep being elected time after time. Finally, folks. I fought for and defended Western civilization for most of my adult life, but we have lost the war. I'm outraged, angry, but most of all very sad about what has been done to my country. I know this is an intentional attack against America and against Western civilization to destroy it, to usher in the new liberal world order courtesy of Davos and the people at the World Economic Forum in which we all live as guarded and surveilled sheep on the master's global plantation. We're doomed to that future, folks, unless we can find the courage to somehow vomit these people out of our lives before it's too late. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.